calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Find us at Toddcast Podcast. Right on, dude. Well, thanks for taking some time here to join the Toddcast in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, no problem. I'm just, uh, maybe Natasha told you, but I'm just going to warn you just in case. We are going through the mountains right now in Montana. A little, a little spotty. Might be a little spotty. So that's all right. we'll, just bear with me here. Yeah, that's all right, man. That's all right. So, I, you know, the I, I found your band. Um, Honestly, by just kind of, uh, I stumbled across it from a tweet that you guys had put out. I don't know if it was you did it, did, that did it, it or me, or, so, or <laughs> somebody. But uh, it, it was something along the lines of like Nickelback's the best active rock band of the last decade. <laughs> yeah, Ch changed my mind, kind of thing. And then of course it went fucking bananas. I, I love that. I like, uh, were you being facetious? Do you like Nickelback, or are you just fucking? Around? No, I, 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 I was being serious. I mean, you know, there's so many active rock bands i mean not a lot of people know what that term means but yeah, i guess we do there's so yeah. many active rock bands i love to shit on nickelback yeah. and say that they're too. like you know considering that, other, that, that those guys sound... are fucking re really good they're a really good band and they're really good guys too no and then the thing is all these bands that like to shit on them also happen to sound like a worse version of nickelback so it's like yeah how can, it doesn't make sense it's like you're just contradicting yourself in that statement because you wish you were that good. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'd sent out a tweet the other day because of course, you know, I got your, I got the, and man, you, you got, you guys have got to be really happy with the way the black box turned out. Hey, like what a fucking dude, that album is solid, man. Start to finish. Oh, thank you. And, dude. Thank you. Thank you. And so I, I sent out a tweet kind of based off of that initial tweet that how I found broken love. Uh, saying, you know, like, I can't be the only person that wants to see a Nickelback slash Broken Love tour for, for 2023. How, yeah, yeah. How rad would that be? Uh, that'd be sick. That'd be insane. I mean, if I had friends, I've had friends that tour with them and said they're like the best guys and yeah. so accommodating. And also, yeah. stadiums, come on. Right? Come like on. playing to 18,000 people a night would be all right, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so so cl awesome. clearly, the pandemic didn't, didn't rob you guys of like creativity, right? It was weird. I mean, I guess there was kind of a lull at the beginning, much like there was for everybody, you know, for the first couple of months, it was kind of a shit show. Um, but then towards the end, I mean, I guess we kind of kept going 
I don't know if that's if that's you know particularly true because I mean this record was written in the studio like the time was booked and then just went in and did it like in two weeks it was just kind of spontaneous and off the cuff there was maybe like two or three songs that had been written beforehand right but um, um really the bulk of the record had just been done we well we had just got off tour with Monster Truck and Big Wreck and um had to go rave in the studio because like that was the only time like our producer Anton had because he's super busy. So we just said, mm -hmm. fuck it. We're booking the time. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And I mean, there's so many, I don't know if you know my background or not. I don't know if uh, Natasha told you, I, you know, I used to work, I, I did the afternoon show at Fox here in Vancouver for 12 years, worked at the station for 15 at Fox, Right. Uh, so I know a thing or two about radio ads and, and like, okay. there's so many songs on that, that new broken love, uh, black box album. Like, you know, you've already put out dead weight, which is of course is a fucking banger, big song. So it's a no brainer for in radio, uh, like a drug. Uh, I also programmed the, uh, the BCIT radio station here in Vancouver. Oh, sweet. The, the campus station and i took a poll of all the students that are running the station right now and like a drug is their favorite song oh wow ah that's awesome to hear actually that means that's we're hitting the crazy the right, right people you yeah know? uh but you know like you you go through the the the, the list and like you know rubber room i think is going to be the song we'll add next that's my favorite it that's almost has a a royal blood feel to that song yeah i mean you know, World Blood is a really big influence for us, like massive. I mean, I don't even think we'd be a band if it wasn't for that band. You know, yeah. and I kind of like found them at a very tumultuous time in my life, and uh, when I was kind of losing faith in rock and roll, and I think they kind of saved it for me. Um, I can't speak for everybody else, but they're one of the bands that absolutely changed everything for me. So yeah, yeah so there's obviously they, they, they've got to be the best rock band of the last 10 years they have to be oh 100 100 i totally agree i think they're the best right now there's nobody better that's doing it at that level like new young cool yeah. like it's it's um i think they really they set a new a new level you know they really did it and when or you get a guy like you know jimmy page was basically saying what you just said like they're gonna fucking save rock and roll so I'm saying, you get the Jimmy Page stamp of approval. I think you're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing okay. Uh, and then one more song that, yeah. I, that I really like on the on the record is the last one. How it wraps up uh, with spell. I mean that that song is catchy as yeah. all hell, dude. Like, thanks, man. That's the band's favorite song. We haven't played it live. Oh, really? Um, we haven't actually. Had we haven't really had time to rehearse that one, to be honest with you. I mean, before this tour, the second EP hadn't even come out, but it was going to come out. Well, it came out since we've been on tour. Yep. We rehearsed stuff in the second EP, so we played that when it came out. But we haven't actually gotten to rehearse the last three songs. Oh, wow. Three more songs. I don't even know my own fucking record. Um, oh. But there's more songs coming out, I believe. Right, right. We'll, we'll see. Course. I don't know if you do that one on this run. Well, you you do have some time. I mean, you guys have got that big cross Canada tour coming up with uh, the Blue Stones, which is another rad band. Love that band as well. Yeah, um, great dudes, also. But yeah, I don't know them personally. Uh, November twenty fifth, playing in Vancouver. Is that the Commodore? Do you know? Uh, my, I think it's um, 
it's it's a theater. I forgot what it's fucking called. Oh, it's uh, like a Vogue theater. Yeah, it's like the to- it's like a crack den, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but last time yeah, we were why there, not? we saw some pretty yeah. shocking shit outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. And and yeah. like how and how good does that feel? Like let's let's be honest here. Like talk about how good that feels to be in front of people playing your music to fans again. Like what a crazy couple of years, hey? Man, it's been fucking nuts. I mean, especially since like you know, we somehow grew during the pandemic, you know, our numbers kind of went up, people were listening to our songs more. So it was really interesting to hit the road again, which we've essentially I mean, we've kind of been at this again since we've kind of been allowed to tour, we've been touring. Right. Um, it's a really cool seeing the growth since you know, and uh, this tour that we're on in particular right now, it feels like we kind of we kind of hit that breaking point where a lot of people are actually coming out to see us now, like, and not just because just to see us, which is mm-hmm. nuts. You know, we saw we've seen little specks of that through the years, but it's quite significant this time around. It, and, um, it, what do you what do you think that uh, like what do you credit that with? Is it uh, the the strength of dead weight or or what is it? Do you think? I think it's a combination of a few things. I mean, we've done a lot of tours in the U.S. You know, a lot more than we've done in Canada. So, and we're playing a lot of the same markets that we've had before. So we're getting like you know some repeat customers, I guess you can call them that come yeah. back. Um, <laughs> and also, I think the band that we're touring with right now, I think that we have a lot of crossover. In, um, in our sounds and like our fan base generally because we're both kind of young, kind of new and alternative and yep. hip, I guess, you who, know. Who are you touring um, with, with right now? Right now we're out with a band called Dead Poet Society. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Well, that's the band you're going to be here in Vancouver with, I think, isn't it? I think so, yeah. No, no, that's with, uh, we'll be out with the Blue Stones. Oh, the Blue Stones, right. I fucking just said that. I smoke a lot of yeah. weed, so I'll blame it on that. <laughs> That's okay, bro. Don't worry. I'm preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, what was the music like in your house as a kid growing up, Justin? What do you? What, what were your parents playing and stuff? What, like, what were you being exposed to? Very interesting. A very eclectic bunch. Like you know, my uh, my dad is really into like disco, like yeah. BGS, Earthwind Fire, that kind of stuff. My mom was like a massive George Michael fan. You know. There's a lot of that, a lot of George Michael, a lot of Il Devo, if you know those guys are, a lot of yeah. Il Devo. Yeah. Um, my mom also liked, you know, like Chris Daughtry and Nickelback and yeah. Seether, like bands like that. But my uncle was really the prominent influence, you know, he listened to like all the cool, good shit, like Zeppelin and Sabbath and Kiss. Um, and, you know, he showed me Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, you name it, all, every great rock band that I ever found, I, I, I credit to him. Um, he showed me everything. But it was, uncle. Yeah, he was the guy. He showed me everything. Right. And what was your first concert you went to? First concert I went to was I think it was Nickelback, actually. No, really? I think I think Nickelback was the first show I ever saw. Yeah. It was Nickelback. And then it was Nickelback Bon Jovi. And then like my first like big concert experience. Well, I like was a massive fan of that was Kiss. That was the show I ever saw. But Nickelback was definitely the first show I ever saw. That's uh, cool. What do you remember about that show? Nickelback show. Yeah. Um, I remember them sounding exactly the same as the record, like shockingly the same. You know? Right. 
And how hard is it? I was really blown away you know by how that. hard that is to pull off. Oh, I definitely know. I mean, I've seen a lot of shows. And that was very impressive. Yeah. Seeing that. And yeah. um, never, you know, nope. uh, exposed to that. We're, we're, we're getting some spotty uh, Wi-Fi at this point. <laughs> we're very... We're, yep, 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 yes, yep. The Toddcast Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at toddhancock.ca. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.